Good evening. Our top story tonight, the Buffalo Bills have fallen to five and five. Have the Buffalo Bills missed their Super Bowl opportunity? They've fired Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, to try to fix the offense, an offense that was third in EPA per play. So I'm not sure if this is going to fix the offense. Sometimes you just get unlucky with the turnovers, and I think that's what we're seeing. But we're going to dive into it with the Buffalo Bills, injuries across the NFL, and more on Player Profiler today. The Buffalo Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. He is out of there, no longer going to be coaching the team. He was the guy that replaced Brian Dable. We all remember Brian Dable, now the head coach of the New York Giants. And everyone just praised, oh, he does such great work with Josh Allen. Chargers should have hired him. Chargers probably should have hired him instead of Brandon Staley. That did not work out. But now we see with the New York Giants, all of a sudden, Brian Dable is not some wunderkin, and that the players matter a lot more than who the coach is. So the Bills make a change at offensive coordinator. They install Joe Brady, and they're hoping, okay, Joe Brady, you know, he's the quarterback coach. He's been working with Josh Allen, and we all remember the magical work that he did with Joe Burrow at LSU, the magical work with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. They had Clyde edwards Lair at running back. He elevated Clyde edwards Lair, obviously. And Terrace Marshall as the wide receiver three. Had Trey Palmer on that roster too. Oh, wait. So it probably wasn't actually Joe Brady that made LSU. No, it was probably actually Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall as your wide receiver three. And that combination of players elevated Clyde Edwards Elaire. And so the Bills make a change at offensive coordinator, but I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. Maybe hopefully the Bills run more three wide receiver sets like the LSU Tigers did, like the Bills have done without Dawson Knox. Hopefully that becomes a permanent change because the offense is better when they do that. But even still it was not good enough last night. Josh Allen 178 yards. He has a passing touchdown. He has a rushing touchdown, but he also has three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble. But do we really want to blame Josh Allen for one of those interceptions right into the hands of Gabe Davis? Bounces out of the hands of Gabe Davis. Couldn't have been a more perfect pass, and it goes down as an interception. And that's just the thing about interceptions. Josh Allen has the lowest turnover-worthy play rate of his career. So Josh Allen is putting the ball in harm's way less often than at any other point of his career. But he also leads the NFL in interceptions, and that's because turnovers are often random. Sometimes the DB catches the ball, sometimes he doesn't. And unfortunately for Josh Allen, they've had a lot of DBs catching the ball, and it's not always his fault. And the Bills actually went through a similar stretch in 2021. They actually, with Brian Dable, we all remember Brian Dable as this guru who helped elevate Josh Allen, made him the quarterback who he was. But in 2021, they also had a stretch in the midseason where they went two and four and had 13 turnovers, but they were averaging over 300 yards a game and they had pretty good touchdowns as well. The problem was the turnovers. The Buffalo Bills at that point, they stuck with Brian Dable 
and it worked itself out. 2021 was a pretty successful year for the Buffalo Bills. Got to the conference championship, lost in the conference championship, unfortunately. That was that year, right? No, that was the year after that, I think. Anyways, the Buffalo Bills make a change at offensive coordinator. Brian Dable to Ken Dorsey, now to Joe Brady. And in the end, how much of a difference is this really going to make? Josh Allen just has to get out of his fluke. And so maybe there's something behind the scenes that Joe Brady can help with confidence-wise or preparation-wise. But in terms of just calling better plays, the Bills were calling pretty good plays already. They were third in EPA per play. Is it Ken Dorsey's fault that Gabe Davis, the ball bounces right out of his hands into a, a waiting defender? Is it Ken Dorsey's fault that James Cook fumbles on the first play of the game? So I don't think this was the correct decision for the Buffalo Bills. I think this was a hasty move. And maybe due to personalities behind the scenes, maybe it does work out. But I just don't know. The Bills also parted ways with Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, left the team at the end of the 2022 season, didn't return to the team. And now Sean McDermott is the one calling the defense. And what's it going to be? Are the Bills going to rally at 5-5, five and five, same record as the Las Vegas Raiders, same record as the New Orleans Saints and Indianapolis Colts? Are they going to rally to a playoff berth with Joe Brady? Are they going to miss the playoffs? And is Sean McDermott still going to be the coach of the Buffalo Bills? There's a lot going on here. And I don't know what the final answers are, but I do know. If the offense improves for the Buffalo Bills, it's not going to be because Joe Brady is just some mastermind. It's going to be because Josh Allen figures it out, figures out how to target his wide receiver one Stephon Diggs more than five times a game, only three receptions. Gabe Davis on two grabs leads the team in receiving. Now, shout out Dalton Kincaid. He gets the touchdown. It's good for fantasy, but Stephon Diggs should never have five targets. And I get it. He was up against Patrick Sertain, but five targets, three receptions, 34 yards. That is unacceptable for Stephon Diggs. And his brother agrees. Trayvon Diggs getting a little saucy on Twitter. Tweets, man, 14 gotta get up out of there. Then tweets again, let's not forget he didn't start going off until bro got there, which is true. Josh Allen did break out when Stephon Diggs got there, but Josh Allen is a pretty damn good quarterback as well. So they gotta figure it out. Something's gonna change, whether it's Stephon Diggs going somewhere else, whether it's a new head coach. They're sticking with the offensive coordinator. He's the scapegoat right now instead of the general manager who, you know, didn't get them a viable second target, didn't go after DeAndre Hopkins, didn't do a whole lot of things, hasn't had particularly good drafts the past couple of years either. But hey, let's point the finger at Ken Dorsey because he's the offensive play caller, not the GM who has whiffed a bunch, not Josh Allen, who's just being incredibly unlucky. Let's just scapegoat the offensive coordinator and hope it works out. And maybe it will, but we will see. In the meantime, we've got a word from the Podfather before we get to more news and notes all across the NFL. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Slaper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. 
So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. All right, I want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis. The data analysis tool, we listen to the users. What do you want? What do you need? And we made it happen. We added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report, air yards report. And if you want to create a new report, but you don't necessarily want to look through every field, we have quick results. Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data dash analysis. So Ken Dorsey on his way out in Buffalo. You wonder if he would still have a job if he didn't make the defense or special teams have 12 men on the field and the field goal doesn't go in. Maybe he still has a job if that happens. Maybe not. And maybe Joe Brady will play Leonard Fournette. James Cook, 12 carries, 109 yards. Great, 9.1 yards per carry. But he also fumbles twice. Now, once he recovers, he does bounce the fumble back to himself. There's also a missed handoff. I don't know if they attributed that to Josh Allen or James Cook. Probably attributed it to Josh Allen. I think that was his fumble. But either way, James Cook, there are some flaws in his game. Latavius Murray looks rejuvenated, but this is just a terrible Broncos run defense. 7.6 yards per carry for Latavius Murray. Scores a touchdown as well. No Leonard Fournette, but Leonard Fournette is better than Latavius Murray. Leonard Fournette, a better receiver than James Cook. So I do expect to see Leonard Fournette this coming weekend, having had two weeks to learn the playbook. And... Speaking of the Denver Broncos, the team that they ran all over but didn't find the end zone enough, fumbled too many times. Russell Wilson, probably going to be back with the Denver Broncos next year. They're now a 4-5 and five team. Russ throws two touchdowns, no fumbles. Russ adds some plays on the ground with his legs, and he stands in there, takes some shots. That touchdown pass to Javante Williams, he gets absolutely lit up, and then He's scrambling for his life in the backfield and just floats one. The most improbable catch ever. Cortland Sutton touchdown. It was beautiful. I think that Russ, maybe Cook and Russell Wilson, probably going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. They're probably not going to be in contention to draft one. And I think Sean Payton's going to stick with Russ. Maybe Cortland Sutton sticks around 58 yards and a TD for him. Javante Williams, obviously going to be back. He's still under contract. 21 carries, 79 yards. Also adds four receptions for 31 yards. So he goes over 100 on the day and catches that touchdown pass from Russell Wilson. And Patrick Sertain, obviously going to be back with the Denver Broncos next year. Though they did get seven calls on Patrick Sertain. Three official offers on the all-star cornerback, the emerging weapon on the defense Patrick Sertain at least had offers from the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles it sounds like both teams were saying hey I don't want the 49ers to get them or I don't want the Eagles to get them the 49ers and Eagles realize they are in an arms race and that's why they both call about Patrick Sertain they are both rejected but they were both in the hunt they recognize the threats 
in their division. Moving on to the injury report, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. They are playing on Thursday night football, and they're going to be without T. Higgins once again. T. Higgins still dealing with that hamstring injury. Didn't practice Monday. Didn't practice Tuesday. Officially unlikely to play. Though Jamar Chase sounds like he is going to be in the lineup. We do expect him to be about 90%. Check out Player Profiler, our Instagram. Check out our Twitter, and you can see the thread from our injury analyst, and it will break it all down. But Jamar Chase was expected to be about 80% in his first game with the back contusion, now expected to be 90%, and then week 12 next week, he's going to be back to 100%. So expect to see Jamar Chase, and obviously you're playing a 90% Jamar Chase. We've seen what he's done to Marlon Humphrey in the past, and Marlon Humphrey's not even fully healthy. He's dealing with a calf injury. He doesn't practice on Monday. He's officially day-to-day. Not ruled out, but you know what day-to-day means. Day-to-day means week-to-week, and day-to-day means we're probably not seeing them play this week. And that's why I don't expect to see Marlon Humphrey, which makes life even easier for Jamar Chase, even though he's roasted Marlon Humphrey in the past. Raven's probably going to be without Ronnie Stanley as well. He is day-to-day with a knee injury. Odell Beckham pucks up on the injury report with a knee injury as well. Lots of injuries for the Baltimore Ravens. The Cincinnati Bengals are hungry coming off an embarrassing loss. Not an embarrassing loss, but a disappointing loss to the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud is just that dude. Baltimore Ravens also, their loss is embarrassing. To let the Browns with Deshaun Watson and the bad shoulder, and then he now has an ankle injury. Deshaun Watson being investigated, not investigated, geez, Louise, but he's... Being, he's going to have an MRI on his ankle. It's probably a low ankle sprain, but they're going to look at Deshaun Watson's ankle. And for the Ravens to lose that game, just embarrassing. They should have won it. And they should have given Keaton Mitchell more touches. He was absolutely electric once again. So efficient, so explosive, so fast. More Keaton Mitchell is expected this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, we see more Keaton Mitchell One of the only players in the entire NFL with that kind of speed that we've seen from Keaton Mitchell is, of course, Devon A-Chain, his fellow rookie running back drafted by the Miami Dolphins, and he is back. 21-day practice window opens for Devon A-Chain. I expect to see him in the lineup. He had an MCL sprain. Most of the time with an MCL sprain, it's about three weeks, so kind of on the cusp of going on injured reserve. Dolphins play it safe. Dolphins play it smart. Devon A-Chain gets to heal up. And now I expect him to be full go for the Miami Dolphins. Raheem Mostert doesn't practice on Monday. He never practices on the first day of the week anymore. Of course, the Dolphins had to buy last week. That's why we have injury updates on a Monday. Usually that's reserved for players that played on Thursday night football. We get those updates. But because of the buy, we get an update on the Miami Dolphins. Expect to see Devon A-Chain back in action. Split in the backfield with Raheem Mostert, but I am firing up Devon A-Chain with confidence. And if Justin Jefferson plays, of course, I am firing him up with confidence. It is still unclear if he is going to play or not. He's running without pain per the Minnesota Vikings. He was close last week. So I do think we see Justin Jefferson return. He wants to be out there with his teammates. He clearly loves Josh Dobbs. How can you not? Who doesn't love the pastronaut? So I do expect to see Justin Jefferson return. I do think he is going to be back. And if Justin Jefferson is back, you are, of course, starting him with confidence. And I'm also starting Ty Chandler with confidence this week. Alexander Madison enters the concussion protocol. Now, 
typically, as we've talked about several times on this show, if you get a concussion on Sunday, you are unlikely to play the following week. We even saw that with K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne, receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, he cleared concussion protocol. He was actually able to play on Sunday. And the Vikings and Osborne both said, hey, this is pretty quick. You know, it's a new NFL. We know more about head injuries than in the past. So even though you are cleared, you are good to go. We're going to protect you. You're going to protect yourself. We're going to sit you out this week at work. The Minnesota Vikings get the win. And so even if Alexander Madison is able to go through concussion protocol, I will not be surprised if the Vikings sit him out anyways. And Ty Chandler is going to be the one taking advantage of that Denver Broncos defense that the Buffalo Bills, even Latavius Murray shredded. So Ty Chandler, who even before Alexander Madison went down, it looked like he was having a mini breakout Direct snap, Wildcat on the goal line, scores a touchdown. Ty Chandler must start this week. Could be a sneaky start the rest of the season, depending on how he does against the Denver Broncos. Bad news for the Minnesota Vikings, though. Jordan Hicks, their starting inside linebacker. He is probably done for the season. He suffered compartment syndrome in his shin. Started out as a bruise. They were able to recognize it and get it into in time. Compartment syndrome can be very, very serious if left unattended, if discovered too late. So very happy to hear. Sounds like it's all going to be okay for Jordan Hicks, but he's probably not going to play for the rest of the season, at least based on historical compartment syndrome, what we've seen in the past in the NFL. We could be surprised. You never know what could happen. But in the meantime, the Minnesota Vikings signed Anthony Barr, former first-round pick, played many years with the Minnesota Vikings, then goes and spends a year with the Dallas Cowboys. He was still a free agent, a free agent that the Philadelphia Eagles actually wanted. They had called up Anthony Barr, said, hey, we're going to host you for a visit. We're going to sign you to the practice squad, and then we'll elevate you once you get comfortable. And the Vikings say, nah, bump that. You're coming home. You're going to be signed to the active roster, and you're probably going to be starting now that we need a replacement for Jordan Hicks alongside Ivan Pace, undrafted free agent. So Anthony Barr, Welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings, a team he spent eight years with. The Rams are expected to have Matthew Stafford back this week. He had the thumb injury. Looks like he is good to go. They expect to have him in week 11 against the Seattle Seahawks. They had to buy this past week. The Bucks, apparently no issue with Baker Mayfield's thumb as well. They say he is good to go. He is going to play, continue to play, and that's it. End of story. He's fine. Don't ask too many questions. Same with the Pittsburgh Steelers, although the Pittsburgh Steelers are giving us some answers. They're telling us that Pat Fryermuth is feeling good about a return. I think we may see Pat Fryermuth return this Sunday, which makes things even more complicated for George Pickens. George Pickens hasn't exactly been super successful since Deontay Johnson returned to the lineup. Now there's going to be more competition for targets with George or Pat Fryermuth back in the lineup. I still believe in George Pickens. Kenny Pickett. Not so much, but maybe he can surprise me down the stretch. The Steelers actually did surprise me on Sunday. They announced as a starter, and now this is just ceremonial, but in the pregame introductions, the Steelers announced Jalen Warren as the starting running back. The Steelers believe in Jalen Warren. This is still a 50-50 split. Najee Harris very well may get the ceremonial announcement as a starter next week. It doesn't matter that much. They both have defined roles, but it just is clear at this point that Najee Harris is never going to be a belt cow again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jalen Warren has a role, and he is not letting go at best. 
they can be co-starters. But Najee Harris no longer a bell cow, which we already knew. Chargers have Keenan Allen listed as day-to-day with a shoulder injury. I know I just said earlier that day-to-day means they're probably not playing this week. But if anyone's going to do it, if anyone's going to tough through the pain, it's going to be Keenan Allen absolutely eviscerated the Detroit Lions this past week. Lions still get the W, which was beautiful. But Keenan Allen officially day-to-day. And if Keenan Allen is out, and Jalen Guyton and Quinton Johnston are the wide receiver one and two, Shout out Quentin Johnson did have a touchdown pass, did also have a pretty bad drop on a play that was ended up called with a flag, got bailed out by flags quite a few times. Quentin Johnston finally gets a touchdown, just doesn't look particularly impressive at all in that game. It was fully Keenan Allen. So if Keenan Allen's out, Gerald Everett also day to day. I don't know if you play any Chargers other than Austin Eckler, maybe Donald Parham if Everett is also out, but. It's truly anybody's guess if Keenan Allen is out who you start because I don't trust Quentin Johnston even after the touchdown. Looks like the Saints are going to have to trust A.T. Perry going forward. Michael Thomas suffered a significant knee injury. It's not season ending, but it sounds like Michael Thomas might be headed towards injured reserve. He would be out at least four games. Maybe he can avoid it. We talked about earlier that MCLs are usually about three weeks before you can return to the field. So maybe he avoids injured reserve, misses a couple of weeks. Either way, Michael Thomas expected to miss some time. And A.T. Perry, the rookie out of Wake Forest, is going to be the one who steps in, takes over in three wide receiver sets as that wide receiver on the line of scrimmage outside. Had a nice touchdown pass from Jameis Winston. Yes, Jameis Winston was the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr in concussion protocol. Still in concussion protocol. Will be in concussion protocol throughout the week. because. The Saints aren't practicing this week. The Saints are on by. So Derek Carr won't start going through the concussion protocol until next week. And so next week on Wednesday, or probably on Monday, because the the Saints are off this week, so we'll get updates on Monday. So Monday, you'll probably get an update. Derek Carr limited concussion. Oh, no, Derek Carr's still in the concussion protocol? Well, he has to be. That's just how concussion protocol works. You have to be limited in your first practice back from concussion so Derek Carr going through concussion protocol expect next week to get an update don't worry about it Derek Carr is going to be back more than likely maybe he misses a second game with a concussion but Derek Carr still the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints Dennis Allen is not considering making a switch even though Jameis Winston almost brought him back played better than we've seen Derek Carr play this season as well willing to sling it touchdown pass to Chris Olave touchdown pass to A.T. Perry I wish we saw Jameis Winston as a starter once again. I truly, truly wish we all deserve Jameis Winston as a starter instead of whatever we're getting from Derek Carr this season. Derek Carr, man, last couple of seasons, Derek Carr has been a disappointment. Jameis Winston is at least fun, even when he is disappointing when he throws his interceptions. Saints also going to be without Marshawn Lattimore. He has a high ankle sprain, should go to injured reserve, should be out four games, but we talk about this all the time. Sometimes players rush back. Sometimes they only miss three games. Either way, high ankle sprain, going to limit you severely for at least four weeks if you do decide to return. And even after that, it's about six weeks, sometimes even eight weeks before you're fully back. Sometimes you never recover from an, a high ankle sprain until you have the off season to fully heal. So don't love that news from Marshawn Lattimore. The Saints also had Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul back in the NFL, signed to the Saints. The Jaguars look like they're going to be without Jamal Agnew. He's got a shoulder shoulder injury. 
It does not look promising. We hope Jamal Agnew heals up. He's the punt returner, and he's a part-time wide receiver for the Jaguars. And it doesn't look like the Jaguars are going to get Zay Jones back anytime soon. Zay Jones was arrested on a domestic battery charge, a misdemeanor in the state of Florida that he was charged with. He spent the morning in court. And usually, as we just saw with the Kansas City Chiefs and Justin Ross, usually instances of domestic violence or even allegations will land you on the commissioner's reserve list. So I don't expect Zay Jones to play anytime soon as he's still dealing with the knee injury as well. Dallas Cowboys got some unfortunate news today. Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker who they drafted in the first round a couple of years ago has had some success. He's had a lot of success for the Dallas Cowboys at different points was the rookie of the year. Then he gets hurt that he comes back from the injury and actually has some success again for the Dallas Cowboys. And now once again, a neck injury, Jerry Jones declined to say if this is a career threatener, we wish Leighton Vander Esch all the best in his recovery. Hopefully see him back on an NFL field next year. Update from the Atlanta Falcons, two updates from the Atlanta Falcons. Actually, number one, we're not going to get an update on who the starting quarterback is until after the bye. Unlike the saints who confirm it's Derek Carr, the Falcons won't tell us whether it's Taylor Heineke, whether it's Desmond Ritter, which is just classic Arthur Smith. And we don't even know if Taylor Heineke is going to be an option. He has a hamstring injury. We don't know how severe that hamstring injury is. And of course, even if it's a trip to IR, a four-week injury for Taylor Heineke, we're not going to find that out until after the bye because it's Arthur Smith and he hates fantasy gamers. So we don't know the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. We do know. That's starting to sound like Arthur Smith is going to be back in 2024. The Falcons ownership somehow, someway believes in Arthur Smith. And they expect him to be back unless he completely loses the locker room. The players stop listening to him, whether the team completely unravels. That's the only way Arthur Smith will not be the coach for the Falcons in 2024. A damn shame. B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts going to continue to be misused. Michael Carter will no longer be misused by the New York Jets. He should have been playing ahead of Dalvin Cook. Now, he is going to be subject to waivers. Michael Carter can be claimed by any team. Of course, it is reverse order of the standing. So, the first team that's going to have a chance to claim Michael Carter is going to be the Carolina Panthers because they're in last place. They only have one win. And then it goes on from there. So, Michael Carter, a free agent, former fourth-round pick, third down back for the New York Jets for the past couple of years. Now he's a free agent. I think the Jets cut the wrong running back. I think they should have moved on from Dalvin Cook. Just not given anything to this offense. At least Michael Carter, he has some skills in the passing game. Watch out for Israel Abanacanda, the guy who everyone thought ran a 4-3 at his pro day, and then it turns out I was closer to 4-5. He's not as fast as we all thought. Still very fast, but not anywhere close to what we had expected from Israel Abanacanda. But he might start getting some looks in the New York Jets offense as the season continues. We had an update on Aaron Rodgers as well, says on the Sunday night football game that he's targeting a mid-December return. And then he goes on the Pat McAfee show earlier today and says that he expects to be with the New York Jets full-time come Thanksgiving. Now, I have heard rumblings behind the scenes that Aaron Rodgers, if he truly tore his Achilles completely, there is no chance, not a chance at all that Aaron Rodgers could return this season but now i'm starting to hear rumblings that maybe he didn't fully tear his achilles maybe aaron Rodgers is telling us the truth maybe 
Aaron Rodgers is going to return in mid-December. If anyone is crazy enough to do it, it is Aaron Rodgers. The options for the New York Jets, we could see him return against C.J. Stroud on December 10th, which would be two months and 27 days. Or we could see him returning against the Washington Commanders December 24th, which would be three months and 11 days. Either way, insanely aggressive. I still don't believe it, but if anyone's going to do it, it's Aaron Rodgers. Final update across the NFL. The New England Patriots have cut Jack Jones, former fourth-round pick, and he has been claimed by the Las Vegas Raiders. Jack Jones rejoins his high school head coach in Antonio Pierce, rejoins his college coach. I think he was a linebacker's coach for Arizona State. Either way, they worked together in college, worked together in high school. Jack Jones now back with his coach, Antonio Pierce. Maybe he can get things back on track. Jack Jones looked so promising for the New England Patriots when he was a rookie, and it kind of just fell apart from there, as has most of the 2022 draft. It has not been a promising debut or first couple of years from the 2022 NFL draft for the Patriots. Cole Strange at left guard has actually been a starter. He's actually been pretty good. Dealt with some injuries, missed some time, but Cole Strange, good pick. But after that, Tyquan Thornton has... 15 yards on the year, just three receptions. Marcus Jones in round three, he's looked pretty good, especially at punt returner and catching touchdowns on offense, interceptions, pick sixes. Marcus Jones has shown flashes, but he's on injured reserve right now. And then in round four, Jack Jones cut by the New England Patriots already. Pierre Strong, who we like, traded by the New England Patriots, sent to the Cleveland Browns after just one season. Bailey Zappi, they drafted in the fourth round, might be the starter now. Patriots won't commit to Mac Jones, say they've got a whole bunch of stuff to work through, but either way, Bailey Zappi was cut by the Patriots. No one claimed him. They bring him back. Now he might be the starter, but that's probably the second best player in the 2022 draft from the New England Patriots, a player that they cut, probably third, actually, Marcus Jones. Let's give it to him. But Kevin Harris got cut. Now he's back on the practice squad. We like Kevin Harris, too, or did coming out of college. Sam Roberts, defensive tackle. He's played 92 snaps. Hey, that's great. And then the two round seven offensive linemen the Patriots drafted last year are one's cut and one was cut. Now he's on the practice squad. So the Patriots have been in absolute shambles for years, which is why they are getting rid of Bill Belichick after the season. We've heard that it reported, okay, he was going to get fired if they lost to the Colts. Then it became clear, okay, they're probably not going to fire him. They probably respect him more than that to just fire him during the season. It's probably going to be a mutual parting of ways after the season. And now it's starting to sound like it could be a trade that there could already be a deal, if not officially in place, at least not agreed to. There's a deal in the works where Bill Belichick could be traded to some team out there to be their head coach and general manager. Could it be the Raiders? They're looking for a head coach and GM. We already know that. But does Antonio Pierce prove himself? Does Champ, uh, the GM, prove himself for the Raiders? Maybe. So could it be the Los Angeles Chargers when things flame out, when Brandon Staley gets fired, when Tom Telesco gets fired? Could Justin Herbert be the next quarterback stuck with Bill Belichick? Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you, allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. 
So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.